Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well. It's uh, very snowy outside, Bobbo. Got to keep warm. Yeah. It's chilly out. We did, I uh, told Bobbo before you got here, Addy, we went sledding. Probably, mm. I went sledding probably for the first time in a good 10 to 15 years. I haven't sledded in a very long time. Where'd you go? Just right out here beside the shed. There's a great little hill. Wow. Mm-hmm. Last time we did it, Pax was like two, and he hated it. He was cold. He was miserable. Wanted to go inside. Loved it. About five minutes afterwards. Today, loved it. We were sledding yeah. for probably 45 minutes. He actually did pretty good staying on the sled, you mm-hmm. know, balanced pretty well. Almost hit a tree a couple times. Yeah, so that's that's part of it. Of it. Yeah. I was like, let's just bail out. Just fall to the side. And he's like, what? It's like, don't yeah, worry about it. You're no... fine. You're good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, sledding is a great time. It's so much fun. Yeah. Really good time. Got the wife out here. She was, she was working. I was like, just come out for five minutes and just uh-huh. watch them sled. And then as soon as she was like, get in the sled, get in the sled. Uh-huh. So I had her go down with packs, and I went down with packs. And what type was of good. sled are we talking about? Not one of these old-fashioned. No, it was a long, <laughs> like, blade. No, I used to have those growing up. <laughs> those chop, are scary. Chop yeah. your fingers off. Sure. This was just a green plastic one that was kind of long. Those are the best, honestly. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the, uh, the old-fashioned ones were uh, never very efficient. No, no they really yeah. aren't. It's made for blacktop, not for snow. Yeah, it's like, well, we got to make this thing so dangerous, dude. <laughs> yeah, why is it a blade? <laughs> this is for children. Yeah, so. That's true. Teaching so, packs to bail out. Yeah. Good this, times. Yeah, a lot of sticks. You know, he hit, Lessons hit, for life Hit there. a stick a couple times and fell out, but, you know, kids, they're they're like bouncy balls. They just bounce right back up, and they're fine. I'm still thinking about those old-fashioned sleds. Imagine just some <laughs> horrific... Just getting ran over by that thing going full speed. So well, you, and also, like, remember the things we used to ride on elementary school? Like, the uh, little yeah. square yeah. things you would sit on with the wheels, and you'd put your fingers under there, and they mm-hmm. would always get crushed by oh, the wheels. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's going to happen. They just didn't care at all about safety. Remember the uh, <laughs> we dude a couple years back? Um, I know who it is. Y'all probably don't know who it is. But he uh, went down Hospital Hill, biggest hill in Bowling Green, uh, in a kayak, no. on sledding. Broke both his legs. Of course he did. Yeah. Ran into a culvert at the uh, at the bottom oh of the hill. No, Just was God. flying. Absolutely flying. Can you imagine I'm, that guy was married <laughs> and like had kids? And it was oh, like, I think he was like pretty. Uh, oh my God. That, I was in his 20s or 30s. That would well be enough to know better. Yeah, yeah. that would be grounds for divorce. It'd be like, you're just too stupid. Kai, I, I can't snow, stay man. with you. I can't stay with you. They don't go. So, yes, it is snowing and cold here in Bowling Green, but it is hot inside the Soad Shack because we are back for another episode and going to be talking 
ADP review looking at values and disappointments from the 2023 ADP uh, before we kind of roll over to 2024 and start looking ahead to free agency and the draft and things to come. We want to take a look back one last time at some disappointments, some values, some guys that were injured and just kind of look forward as well to what we can expect from these players in 2024. And then after the break, you will hear Johnny and Adam doing IDP bets for the divisional round. So we've got you covered. Just got back from Vegas, lost all my parlays, but thankfully Allie went three, three for three. So we ended up in the black coming out of Las Vegas. So that's like you said on the last episode, just give me a win. Sure. Even if it's not much. Sure. Just give me a dub. Even if it uh, doesn't win. Yes. Even if I didn't win, we won. Sure. But yeah, thank God for them wives. They're Seriously. always bailing us out. It's like it's it should be a lesson in just like the gambler's fallacy. I mean, she comes in not knowing really the teams, the lines, the situations, yeah. and goes three for three. Mm. Yeah. Total crap. So it part. is. I mean, I'm doing all this research and really thinking it through, and I got close, but yeah, 0 for 3, Bobo. It's like going to Keeneland and somebody, you know, they just like the the uh, shirt the jockey's wearing. Oh, that's all. I, I look at the horse. I'm like, I like the cut of that horse's jib. Yeah. Natalie's like the crushed way. at Keeneland. Yeah. Right? It's just. She's done well. That the horse has a good jawline. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, got the program out, like looking at the record on grass. Yeah, Derby Alvarado is good yeah, on Thursday. We love the jockey. Finding yeah. these racing accounts on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Going to like Bovado's uh, horse racing yeah. Instagram or something. I've so. been a mint yet? Not yeah. yet. No. no. I want to do a fantasy draft there. I've heard it's pretty nice. I gotcha. Like as far fun. as renting a room or something there? Yeah, you can rent a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you like some some money to spend at the machines, I think, or whatever mm-hmm. they have. Um, maybe like a drink ticket or something. Sounds like next VIP. going to be a little go. more dangerous Let's than do it. usual. It's, it's all taking over the world, man. <laughs> that really is. That place is packed. Everyone like needs action. Gaming hall in Bowling Green. Did you um, see that the... Converted H.H. Uh, H. Gregg. Wow. And also they're getting Things the swing, the swing simulator. Before that, though, was a... Walmart, I think, a long time ago. Long time ago. Oh, yeah. Crazy how it goes, OG guys. Walmart. Right. You guys need to get down here to Bowling Green. <laughs> H.H. Craig, now it's the mint. They're getting the swing simulators, Addy. I know that's got to be exciting uh, gonna for be you. That's going to be sick. That'll be nice. Thing. If you buy one of those for the house, how much is that? Oh, I'd say like ten grand, probably a good one. Really? A good one, yeah. Hmm. A good one. I thought it would be four or five. What I want, I, and I maybe I need to go in on with someone sure. on this. I, hey. want a, I want a lighted... Uh-huh. Golf course. It stays open all night. Hey, and we're gonna put that's disc, the future. We're gonna put disc golf there too. That'd be totally fine. Why hasn't anyone done that? Let's do it. That's the that's that's the next thing. I agree. Really? I mean, yeah. Being able to play golf at midnight, oh, yeah. it just gives me chills. Oh, Seriously. I mean, I, I can't believe nobody's done that yet. That just seems like a million dollars. They do it. Idea. They do it some places. Even in BG, it's if starting it was to a little like pitch and putt. You know, even yeah. if it was some 80, 120 yard holes. Yeah, like a par three course out of Old Stone or something. Be fine. Fully lit up. Something like down in Destin or Gulf Shores or something. You go, um, Myrtle Beach has actually a pretty like, why, awesome why, why hasn't Las Vegas done that? They don't even put clocks in the casino because they don't want there, you to worry about time. There are courses here that are like that. Now, isn't that the course uh, in Vegas that Tiger and them played this year as the match? Was it in Vegas, I think? It had to have been because they had like the big dome sphere. The sphere? Thing. Yeah, oh, I yeah. saw the sphere when I was and leaving. It was lit, but I don't know if it's lit all the time. It might have been just I couldn't for that see event. the sphere from my hotel, but I did see it when I was leaving. I gotcha. You see those like pictures on Twitter of the yeah. people whose hotel room, they see the sphere, like the smiley face of the sphere, like looking through their window at Is them. Is that for real? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like that's what you're seeing when you're looking at it. Yes. That's not like. 
Well, there's CGI that famous. Stuff. Have you seen the stuff inside there, like concerts that are oh, like, going on there? Oh my they're gosh, ridiculous. Dude. That sphere's huge. I hope the oh sphere. I hope the really? sphere makes it. They lost a lot of money and fired their CFO the first year, so not Probably looking not. good. Probably won't. But mm-hmm. enjoy it while it lasts. What was the purpose of it to like bring in like just big tourism? Names? Yeah, just. Bands and advertising. Hey, we're talking about it. The yeah. boys in a shed in Kentucky. That's right. I mean, Making them a lot of money. You can too. pay oh. to advertise, like the G League advertised on there, different movies and video games have advertised. The G League? The NBA, like developmental league. Oh, okay. They okay. have the, the G League's all in Vegas now. So Josh, they were NBA guy. Advertising. Boys, you guys are getting it all tonight. They made it into <laughs> a, a, a basketball. <laughs> what a treat. What a, what a treat. You get it all. You get golf, a little uh, Las Vegas talk. Uh, but Speaking we, of treats. Let's talk about these treats here at D-Line. Let's go. Was that a good segue? That's a very good segue. That's a very good segue. I can't wait to host one day. Uh, So, yes, ADP review. Let's (laughs) jump into it. We're going to do best values first, and then we'll do disappointments second. But let's jump in with DL, and let's talk about um, three guys here who were a delight. No, four guys who were a delight along the defensive line. Let's kick things off with Adams. Uh, IDP MVP. We'll just knock off all these guys, then go back and talk about whoever y'all want to cover in more detail. First up, Khalil Mack, ADP DL45, finished as the DL2. He averaged 20.6 points per game in 2023, 349.4 total points on 81% of snaps. Danico Autry was next. Uh, He was ADP DL78, finished as DL17. 13.1 points per game, 222.75 total points on 67% of snaps. Zach Seeler, let's get a couple defensive tackles in here. DL 106, finished as DL 15. 13.9 points per game, 235.2 total points, 78% of snaps. And then last but not least, Justin Matabike, uh, ADP DL 123 finished as DL 14 by big three scoring 14.2 points per game, tw- uh, 240.95 total points on 65% of snaps. Baba, where do you want to start from the DL? Man, I don't know. I probably got to start with uh, Matabike just because um, he was probably the one who came um, like farthest from left field, you know. Not along the D-line. I mean, I think this is probably going to be the biggest jump. The, Justin Matabike <laughs> did tie Antoine Winfield for IDP MVP votes. Wow. And this is the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people want to vote for someone who they had drafted late who won them their leagues. Yeah. And 14.2 points per game. And that was a pretty organic vote. Like, the people that you took the poll from didn't know who anybody else was going to no, pick. nobody had any idea, unless we talked about it in yeah. Slack but for the most part, people were just kind of firing their votes off uh, randomly. Yeah. What, what I want to say about Justin M over here, mm-hmm. um, 13 sacks. We selling? Oh, hell yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. D, I mean, w- where would you be comfortable taking him next season? I was thinking that too. You know, defensive tackle. Go well, ahead and talk for a minute. I want to look where he finished D tackle. I mean. I think he was D tackle one. Was he really? I believe so. Yes. He, him or Buckner. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, think Buckner might have edged him. No, I think Matabike. I mean, make a bit? Well, no, because I think, did they rest Matabike in the last week? I know Buckner was playing, and I think Buckner Probably finished pretty strong. 33 QB hits for, for Matabike. That's insane. Yeah, I think he's an absolute. Because you think about like guys that under overperformed, like Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Quinnen Williams, like that had high sack totals. Well, and That can bottom out so quick. Matabike is a lot like Puka. 
from the extent of he was like a waiver wire darling of the year for us in IDP. Um, if Puka was that way for you offensively, then Matabike just came out of completely nowhere. Yeah, You are right. Congratulations. Um, now, this is not quite big three scoring, um, but the XFFL, which is close enough and preceded big three scoring, um, yes, Justin uh, Matabike was number two behind DeForest Buckner, but number three, Zach Sealer. You know who was number four? Christian Barmore. Mm, yeah. Crushed it at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. And then Derek Brown should be up there as well yeah, because he Christian had... Wilkins, Ed Oliver, Derek Brown. Yeah, let's see. Followed um, by Quinnen Williams, Aaron Donald, Deron Payne. So the big three scoring, I can tell you, it was, uh, looks like Probably number similar. one defensive tackle. Matabike yeah. was number one, 236. Sealer oh. was number two. Actually, Buckner was number one, I'm showing. Was Maybe there's a stack. Yes, person. you're right, you're right, you're right. He was uh, 246. Matt BK was you two, are right, Bob. Two thirty six. So he you, beat him by ten points. I wanted a, I want an on air apology. Look no, you actually gave it to me. Adam gave it to you. <laughs> I gave it to myself. So I win. Apology right now. Uh, so yes, I think Matt BK was Sealer. Obviously, was now Sealer had had some flashes before. Yeah. I mean, Nate Tice had talked about Matt BK on our show way back when as one of his IDP breakouts. That was back in 2022? I think so. That was May a, have been even sooner than that. That was a fun D-line this year, and they're still fun in the playoffs. But, you know, Adam talked up another guy whose ADP was buried and played pretty well in Kyle Van Noy. There was a little stretch of the season, probably two months, where Kyle Van Noy was a, a really relevant waiver wire pickup. Um, but no, the bigger names we need to talk about being Khalil Mack and even Danico Autry was a fantastic well, age. I think everyone on this list is a great sell. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Khalil Mack, um, this was his career season, probably. I mean, I I don't remember those early Raiders days. Or, oh, this was definitely his career season. But it yeah. felt like this was probably. I think, when he was, uh, I think when he was a rookie, he put up like 15 sacks maybe. Mm-hmm. But that was his, his best year ever. So, um yeah, I mean, he he had a fantastic year. He's 33. Same so, as Autry. I mean, is someone going to be coming out and giving you a ton for him? Probably not. I mean, uh, so I don't know. I, I'm, he's probably going to fit in that Bobby Wagner, Levante David category for me. I'm just going to ride him off in the sunset. So, yeah, his second year in Oakland, he had 15 sacks, 294 points. He had 336 points. By big three scoring. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Khalil Mack was really like the original Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Six foot three, 269. Uh, now, we'll say, I think Autry could still be a nice buy just in like best ball drafts. I think he could be a nice target because he's still going to get slept on. Yeah, exactly. I think Khalil Mack is going to be overdrafted. I, I think Sealer, Matabike is going to be overdrafted. But mm-hmm. I think that honestly, Autry and Sealer both will still be slept on for the Probably. most part. Mm-hmm. But, Matabuke and Khalil Mack. Like, Khalil Mack, like, he potentially could have, like, a second-round ADP in these IDP-only best balls we yes. do. Yes. Like, say, going as, like, edge, like, I was going to say 10. Yep. I was going to say he'll be a top 10 edge. Maybe right. even more than that. In Dynasty, you want Matabuke or Kalaja Kansi more? Kansi. I got Kansi very high. Kansi's very do good. you know where you have these? Don't look. Oh, I don't know. Who do you um, want more? I want them both. They're both high. They're All both. They're both. Right. A, You're up right. There. You have met a BK a one ahead of Kalaja Kansi. Uh, interior D line six. Interior D line seven. You well, have after, Derek after Brown. Last weekend though, yeah, Kansi, uh, might be jumping up a little higher. Yeah, he caught a lot of people's attention. I think. Mm-hmm. But listen, this isn't. He's been 
high in these yeah. ranks forever. I've seen a lot of people out here in IDP updating the dynasty ranks. Mm-hmm. It is funny because, I mean, these things have been locked in the entire season. So you got to come rock with us. You are behind at all these other websites. I've been doing this for five years. This will be my fifth year of dynasty ranks. I gave them away for free mm-hmm. for three years. That's right. Fifth year doing it. There's not a lot of us out there. And I promise you, once you also spreadsheets back, folks. So once right. you once you get in the spreadsheet, mm. you're gonna understand fast what we're doing over here. It's a whole different ball game. Go to the idpshow.com, dynasty rankings tab. You'll see at the top of the page we have a link to Adam's spreadsheet where you can see athletic measurables, contract data, college production. I mean, the amount of information, game logs are in there as well. So you're going to see pretty quickly the reservoir of data that Adam is using for these rankings. Uh, it's not just like gut feel and gumption. It's one more tough one. A lot of research. Before you move on, uh, Jalen Carter or Kalaja Kansi? Jalen Carter. Would you do anything Kalaja Kansi plus for sure. Jalen Carter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What? Uh, what can I get? It's, uh, you know, I think a third. The thing is, man, if, if, I don't want a third. everyone that has Kalaja Kansi is hip. Kalaja Kansi, you know. Yeah, probably true. Like, I mean, it, you don't just randomly have Kalaja Kansi. Yeah. You got to spell his name right. Everyone was seeing Take some looking. Donald comps being thrown around about the dude, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think they could both be top three, top four defensive tackles in the next three to four years. Yeah, yeah exactly. I so think if, once Donald ages out, Buckner ages out, Chris Jones ages out. It's, again, it's already like – think about how it's already flipped from last year. Like there's already like all these guys that we didn't mention. Like also Barmore belongs in this group. Sorry, yeah. guys. Derek Bar- Brown. Derek Brown. All these guys out, are like the most top ten now. tackles by a defensive lineman I think in history – we got to shout out Baby Macri a little bit, too, because Macri was on the Barmore a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. The PFF grades were kind of good, kind of showing, you know, trending that this guy might actually. And what happens to these Patriots assets now that Billy B's out? That's a good point. Like, could we actually see some stability week in and week out from these and Gerard Mayo's in the house now? I mean, who knows what that's going to look like? You drafting them now? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Still hate the Patriots, so no. Who Barmore? Well, just Patriots oh, in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have another really good interior defensive lineman coming in in this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Jerzon Newton. I okay. I don't know. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. You did Jerzon, huh? You did great. But this dude's going to be like a top 10 pick apparently out of Illinois. Okay. Another one of these guys that's like a pass rushing type. I saw he was getting comped like Gerald McCoy. Oh, gosh. No, that's I saw that t- tugs on your heart. Screen. It does. Yeah. I love Gerald McCoy. He's a big old nerd. I saw him on NFL Network <laughs> doing analysis this weekend. And I was like, there's, there's my dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to – if you're like, who, who would you hang out with if you could hang out? I don't want to hang out with any NFL players. Um, but he'd but be up there for you. If it, He would be my pick. You want to I mean, go to the movies with Gerald McCoy. I want to go watch a movie in his basement oh, yeah. and just talk nerd stuff for sure. a few hours. He's on one of the shows now. He's on NFL Network. He yeah. was doing analysis this weekend. Who are you hanging with? Um, Probably <laughs> the uh, – this new rookie coming in that I share a birthday with, uh, Cooper DeGene. Yeah. Cooper DeGene, we're let's gonna, go. We're just going to go out on our birthday. Here's what, you're going to go to Top Golf on your birthday. Uh-huh. You're going to teach them some pointers. We're going to tell gonna... the waitresses it's our birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they're going to bring out silly hats to us. and sing to you. you know? I always tell my family, if you do that, when I'm at a restaurant, I will walk out of the restaurant and leave. 
Oh yeah, yeah you see the miserable. Do like not it. surprise me on my birthday. You see the miserable hats being put on people, and then, then just they like put the, the stuff in their face. Like, it's like everyone's staring time. at you. Yeah, everyone in the restaurant's like, like, "Oh this my is the god!" Worst. Yeah, I don't. Like it's it. like an introvert's nightmare. Adam's just crushing beer. <laughs> yeah, just stone cold beers. <laughs> let's talk about linebacker values, and let's go to a Kentucky boy, Quincy Williams, ADP, mm. LB forty one. Finished as LB5, 16.1 points per game, 273.85 total points, 96% of snaps. Big Bob Spillane, LB55, finished as LB12, 14.5 points per game, 246 total points, 97% of snaps. And then hopefully, hopefully he's okay. I think it's just a sprained ankle. Terrell Bernard, Mm. ADP, LB69, finished as LB3, 16.5 Points per game, 280.05 total points on 93% of snaps. Addy, who do you want to call out first from the linebacker values? I'm going to call Quincy out. Yeah, you do love you some Quincy. I love Quincy. But Quincy did kind of fade down the stretch. Weeks 1 through 9, Quincy averaged 20.1 points per game. Weeks 10 through 18, he averaged 12.5 points per game. Mm. So wasn't that great? Yeah, I remember saying, like, what's going on with the Jets linebackers? Yeah, that's right. C.J. Mosley had a down second half as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes. We uh, we were definitely on record of saying sell Quincy after that hot start. I mean, he was LB1 after those first nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, we'd love Quincy. I think Quincy's going to be safe and secure there and, and a good asset for us for the next um, couple years. But, you know. He's a good t- he's a good cash out, I think, you know. Well, and then, Bobo, look at all of these names here. And, yes, these are values. So they're going to be not no names, but just guys that weren't really on the radar. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is you see these. These are three top 12 finishers mm-hmm. all outside the top 40 by ADP. Mm-hmm. Now, we also had IDP Madness winner draft linebackers early. Mm-hmm. So what – what strategy makes the most sense in these best ball drafts? Did you just fade and hope to hit on some guys? Do you go LB early? I mean, it's an interesting debate after seeing a guy with a weaker DL group win IDP Madness. Um, if you're going to win IDP Madness, you've got to hit on some of these Khalil Max and Danico Autry's late, um, which we don't hate that you know thought process of going and grabbing some Chandler Jones, um, taking a, a dart throw on some of these guys that are older in age so their ADP is going to reflect that but if you're going to do that you have to absolutely just smash your linebackers um I mean DJ KT will probably do the article again this year to kind of see what is going to be the uh, most you know efficient way to build your best ball he put out a little preview of it in terms of like the win rates yeah and uh Daniil Hunter was the number one player in terms of win rate yeah to win like a a 12 teamer that the way we do it is is still the way to do it. Mm-hmm, you want exactly. to load up on your edge guys, your defensive lineman first. To win a hundred and forty-four teamer, right? You, you, you got to you got to zag, and mm-hmm. you just got to hit the right players. You just got to get lucky. You know, you got to get lucky. You really do. You got to get lucky. But I mean, I had a good I had a good best ball experience this offseason. I, I was in twenty of them. I won seven of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, I think in every single one of them, uh, I I I waited till like the the last nine to ten rounds to draft my defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch them. Didn't touch them. Loaded up on corners full of uh, Tarverius Ward, full of DJ Reeds, full of all these Alante Taylors, Cam Taylor Brits, mm-hmm. all these dudes. Loaded Look, up. Listen to the win rates of the DBs, folks. Justin Reed. Justin Reed, my number most one. drafted DB. Byron Murphy, number two. 
Carlton Davis, a Johnny the Greek favorite, Adoree Jackson, number four, Elante Taylor, number five. Mm. And then on the DL side, yeah, Daniil Hunter, Josh Allen and Khalil Mack were tied, TJ Watt and Danico Autry was fifth. And then on the linebacker side, weirdly enough, one of your favorites, Jermaine Pratt, was number one. Akeem Davis Gaither was number two. Uh, and CJ Mosley, number three. And then a three way tie at number four, Terrell Bernard, or a, a, a four way tie, Terrell Bernard, Josie Jewell, Levante David, Kaiser White. Wow. So God bless DJ Keltown. That article is going to slap. It may actually be a two-parter, but stay tuned, folks. We're going to have love, that here in the coming weeks. I love Mr. Keltown. I enjoy our conversations in the DMs all the time. Really, really smart mind. Just uh, We're lucky to just get to... We hated him in the beginning. Know these folks. Yes. Really he, nice guy. Yes, though. it was. Uh, we found him on <laughs> the old uh, start. Canadian investing Reddit boards. Yeah. But now we're BFFs. Giving yeah. us a hard time. He's no, a great dude. But what you're saying, Josh, is completely right. You still start with your DLs early, smash those. That's still then, the right strategy. You know, the other thing, too, I was thinking about the other day. This is a mower thought, even though I don't get to mow anymore. But, um, you know, we snow were. Snower thought. Yes, snower just thought. blowing snow out the mower exhaust. <laughs> it's close enough. But the. Uh, you know, there were a lot of linebackers that got replaced this year just kind of out of left field. But you very rarely see a defensive lineman that's drafted, like, really high completely lose their job. Like, Devin White kind of got wiped off the face of the earth. Shaq Leonard got cut. You know, there was the weird week with uh, the Colts where everybody's like, all right, EJ Speed coming in, and it's like, nope, it's actually Sagoon. Sagoon Luby, baby. There you go. You know, so, like, the linebacker position is as firm and as locked in as we feel like it is in the preseason. Man, sometimes week five and week ten, you can just get thrown a curveball by some some bad BF, PFF play, some uh, you know down production, and you don't really see that. They're not taking Josh Allen completely off the well, field. Well, and this was a good year for DL. Yeah, sure. Uh, most of the top DL balled out. Yeah. There were very few flops inside that top 15, 20 defensive linemen And the, the ones that you think are going to produce well. Typically do. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, it's, they're less risky of a pick. Mm-hmm. Like linebacker, like I feel like the first 10 or so, you kind of know for the most part. But after that, like, I mean, I feel like you can wait on them. They're all kind of the same. Like I, we loaded up on linebackers, like those linebackers 30 to yes. 50. Mm-hmm. That's where the sweet spot is for linebackers. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you want to attack your defensive lineman early. Um, I think because for one, they score the most. I mean, assuming you're playing in a, in a, Good league that, big uses, league, that yeah. uses big play scoring, uh, preferably big three scoring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you want to reward your edge rushers, your pass rushers, guys getting all these sacks because those are your best players in the well, NFL. And this this format too is best ball, right? So you want those players who are going to pop in a big play scoring league. Defensive linemen are the ones scoring 50, 60, 80 points in Khalil Mack's case because yeah. of the sacks, TFLs, QB hits, that sort of thing. Yeah, and those but, elite guys, they definitely have another level. So yeah, I mean, But it is interesting, again, to go back to country boy swagger, winning with stud linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's We're going to have him on the IDP after show. Make sure you all subscribe to that. Jeff Pomazal is our new host over there, and he will be having country boy swagger and our boy Eric Harms on the next episode of that show, breaking down the draft and some best ball strategies. So I'm just very curious to hear his thoughts on why did you go LB early? Did you just, that was just where the draft fell? Did you want to just stack linebacker? You felt like that was a good zig or maybe you just linebacker crazy? I don't know. So 
be curious once we get a few more years of IDP madness data to look at what actually proves to be a winning strategy because a smart strategy and a winning strategy, I mean, I'll be curious if there's overlap there. Now, a lot of the teams I think that did well behind Country Boy Swagger were DL yeah. heavy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, and if Jalen Phillips hadn't gotten hurt, that was as my we know, Country Boy. That if Jalen Phillips had not There's gotten gonna hurt. There's going to be another Country Boy up there. That's right. Country Boys. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll survive. Let's talk about DBs. And this first one is just an honorable mention Josh? to the greatness of Antoine Winfield Jr., ADP of DB9. Finished as the DB1. We throw him in here just because he was 45 points ahead of every other DB. So a true cheat code at the position. I think he was top five or six overall IDP in total points. Um, he was uh, 17.9 points per game, 303.1 total points, 98% of snaps. Charverius Ward, DB64, finished as DB6. What a fantastic season from Charverius Ward. 13.5 points per game. 229.1 total points, 85% of snaps. Deron Bland, off the back of all those interceptions and defensive touchdowns, nine picks and five defensive touchdowns, goes from DB1, 15, to DB3, 15 points per game, 254.15 total points, 90% of snaps. And to wrap us up, Josh Metellus, DB141, finished as the DB5, 13.6, Points per game, 230.5 points, 94% of snaps. Eddie, I think you said in your NFC recap that Josh Metellus might have been the value pick at DB of all value picks. I think so, man. I mean, he was probably the safety that no one saw coming. You know, I mean, 116 tackles, seven TFLs, two and a half sacks. The usage was insane, too. Like, the dude was, like, living in the sweet spot. It was, like... 95% of his snaps were coming like on the line in the box or in the slot. 116 tackles. 116 tackles. Yeah. I mean, seven TFLs. Played what, 94% of the snaps? Yep. You know, I mean, no one saw Minnesota utilizing three safeties. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thought it was going to be a, a two man show like it, like it had been for forever. Yep. You know, but new DC in town, that meant uh, some changes. And it meant only one linebacker really being utilized at first. And then, you know, the three safeties stayed the entire year. So, um, I like Metellus quite a bit. I am curious to see like how he is, you know, how how that situation shakes out moving forward. Uh, Harrison Smith probably gone, probably getting cut. Cameron Bynum gonna be gonna be uh, still there next year. So I mean, he should be the other safety a long time Bynum. Um, and you know, Flores continues to do this three safety thing. Yep. Should be pretty good. Depends on what they bring in at linebacker. I'll be yep. curious. You know, I think Ivan Pace Jr. has a shot there, but I think Jordan Hicks will be out the door. I don't think Brian Osamoa, sadly, is going to be anything. There's tons of linebackers available, Bobo. Mm-hmm. I think they could bring in someone. So we'll see how that affects things. But I agree with Addy. I think Metellus and Bynum will be the two safeties there as of right now. I mean, I don't know how it is every year with some of these free agents, but – Adams talked about it a little bit in the last couple of months, the amount of talent that is out on the free agency market in terms of IDP. Um, if you have a Max Crosby, if you have a Nick Bosa, if you have a Miles Garrett, those roles are solidified. If you have anybody outside of Adams, like top, I don't know, 30 IDPs in his dynasty ranks, there could be some shakeup 
in the NFL this next offseason as far as, okay, cool, I think that I have a good linebacker on said team. And all of a sudden in free agency walks in, Willie Gay comes in, Kenneth Murray comes in, um, you know, trying to think of some of these other big name linebackers. Bobby Wagner, I think, is a is a free agent right now. There's a ton of um, really, really good talent so far this offseason that will sign and will mess up a lot of these roles that we think that were good for 2023, but could be different for 2024. So you're right. Josh Metellus is probably a really good sell right now. Um, all these guys that we're talking about tonight, I don't haven't come across any of them yet. Antoine Winfield is going to be a really hard sell, but I mean, DB is a very fluctuating position. Antoine Winfield himself is also a free agent. Where does he go in free agency? Can the Bucks even retain him? It seems like after the season like that, he's going to, you know, fetch a bag. I think the Bucks might bring back some of this core since they've made a playoff run. They're going to tag who? They have anyone worth tagging? I get you got Evans. Mike Evans, I guess, and yeah. Winfield. Yeah, I could see them tagging mm-hmm. Evans. I think Evans wants to test free agency. It seems like, yeah, but they could throw out the tag on him. I think they'll re-sign Winfield, re-sign Baker, bring back Levante if he wants to play another year. Mm-hmm. Let Devin White go. Yeah. So I think you'll see this Bucks team relatively. I don't intact. think they got to let him go. I think he's just gonna leave i think yeah i don't think they have to shove him out the door at all i think they're both sick of each other he may be gone servassier season also why is he not getting much play he must be not He's a rookie. great right now yeah because uh kj Britt was salt i mean kj yeah. Britt had the uh i'm surprised he didn't get flagged but you know that like the when they stopped the tush push tush push mm-hmm. about was he the one ripping the his one helmet off ripped off hurts yeah head almost yeah Sure. That was uh, who was it? There was someone on the bottom of the pile. Someone dove underneath Jason Kelsey and just had like three thousand pounds of man. Was it Vita Vea? It might have been. Yeah, that it was, was a great games or a somebody. Great though those two going at each other. Oh man, that was a two just large a, men. Just a wipeout. So if y'all have Winfield, are y'all holding him or are y'all selling him? Uh, yeah, I'm selling him. What's yeah, a I sell sold him for to you. Winfield? I mean, I got. Minka Fitzpatrick in the fourth. For a little you? different though over here. Sure, yeah, it was expiring. But yeah. it's not, probably not a lot of contract leagues out there. For you yeah, have them in sleeper. Somebody I, w- I want. Um, Boy, I'm probably not selling them for. I, I want a first. I want a first. Yeah, I want a I mean, first. Otherwise, he was IDP him. number five overall. Yeah, and it's also it's not like he's you know. I know out of nowhere. It's not like this is right. a flash in the pan type of finish for Winfield. He's been good his whole career. Right on the ranks we have. The last four years, points per game uh, data. So, Antoine Winfield, uh, this year, obviously crazy. 17.9 points per game. 13.2 in 2022, 14.1 in 2021, 10.8 in 2020, which is, I think, when he was a rookie, maybe. He's played 13 games in 2022 and 2021. And in 2020, he played 16 games as a rookie. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he's he's been awesome. I mean, he's you know, he supplanted Derwin James ten safety the past three years. Safety mm-hmm. one now. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And K Ham's right there behind him. Yeah. You know, Winfield is. He'll be twenty six this year. K Ham is. Um, he's going to be twenty three this next year. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that the K Ham manager would do it, but I would trade Winfield straight up for K Ham. You try and get K Ham. Oh yeah, if I can. Use Winfield to get Kham. So you prefer. So you you would probably rank Kham one, safety one. I think. Um, I, guess, I guess it also depends on if where you're at. If you're in a rebuild, yeah, and you that's probably, the thing. I would lean towards Winfield, but I'd rather have the extra what 
three, four years of Winfield's twenty five point four. Kham is twenty two point nine. And, yeah. and plus, it feels like Kham can still go. Up he could go to another, to another level, level, right? Mm-hmm. Where Winfield, it's unlikely that this he, is probably the best. Is the best we're best see. season so, of his career, like like Khalil he'll, Mack. He'll settle is, back into like fourteen points per game. I mean, game, you look at the points total points: twenty three points per game for Antoine Winfield. Um, I'm sorry, 17.9 points per game, and then for Kyle Hamilton, 15.8. Yeah, you look at second year for him. You look at Winfield. Winfield came came through. He did. He has historically. (laughs) Did you say what? What did you say? Cam came through. <laughs> okay, I thought that's what you said. I just had to hear you say it again. Uh, Winfield has historically been around 180 total points. This year was 303. So this will almost certainly historic be. Historic This is like when, you yeah. know, when Jamal Adams did his thing. One of the had best like seasons we've sacks ever seen. But... I think you could maybe get the Kham manager to give you a little bit plus for Winfield. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't just meet at the middle. I would say and then you have to give me a third or a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start something. If high. you can get something else plus Kham, yeah. I think that's a pretty fair you can swap. Say, yeah, listen, your Kham had like a fifty-point week where he sacked a high-ass Gardner Minshew <laughs> exactly. three times. Uh, Gardner didn't know what the hell was going on. He just kept waking up on the ground. <laughs> Man, Max Crosby's mean, dude. He's so angry. <laughs> He's calling me little boy, yeah. man. What's up with that, man? Jeez. Uh, I, turn I, his mic off. Yeah, I love him as a backup. I don't want to see him play up at any more games for my Indianapolis Colts. Let's move to disappointments and talk about defensive line. Player we've talked a lot about in this category and in this light, Brian Burns. DL8 finished as DL32. So, again, it wasn't like he was DL150 or something. 12.4 points per game, 198.1 total points, 83% of snaps. Zayvon Collins, DL25, mm-hmm. uh, finished as DL90, 6.8 points per game, 115.9 total points, 58% of snaps. Chase Young, DL26, yeah, DL82 finish. 8.6 points per game, 128.65 total points on 73% of snaps with Washington, just 58% with San Fran. He is set to be a free agent. Bobo, uh, mm. Chase Young is the name that just jumps out from this list for me. Yeah, I mean, they all do to some extent, but you're right. Yeah, Chase Young is quite different than Montez Sweat because when the Bears brought in Sweat, they – um, got they better. re-upped him. Yeah, he got better, and Get then they also him. paid him. Yes. And now Chase Young walks into a free agency. I don't know if off of this season, if unless there's something crazy in the postseason – if yeah, you he see could get San Francisco retain five sacks him. over yeah. the next three games, you never know. I just don't know that you're going to see Chase Young in a 49ers uniform in 2024. Um, I would be surprised if he was. But, I mean, you knew the inherent risk. You know, DL26 was still too high. That's insane. Um, you know, I think we talked about it a lot this offseason. Like, yeah, sure, Chase Young could do this, but he also could do what we're talking about right now. Um but yeah, let me t- let me jump up here real quick before Adam talks to uh, Brian Burns. You think that could just be like a situational thing? He's just Absolutely. like, dude, this yes. team sucks. I'm tired. Like, yes, that's a that's a tough sitch, dude. That's a that's a terrible team. One mm-hmm. of the worst teams we've ever and seen. Also, ownership's awful. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know they just change the entire staff over. Brian Burns is 25.8 years old. I'm probably buy, Brian, buying Brian Burns. He's one of my now. biggest off-season buyers. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, no doubt. Because I was talking with um, the guys on front office pros, like, 
what could you get Burns for right now? Let's let's assume the manager is very disgruntled. Maybe they left Burns in the lineup at the end of the season and he just completely burned them. I bet a third. Yeah, I think so. Could you Yeah, I think I said a, I think I said a third and a fourth on um That'd be fine. Who on, cares? Like, a, like around the draft or something, like around your rookie draft. Yes, that's the that's mm, a great point. point. If you're looking to trade picks, wait until right before the draft because that is when picks are going to be at their apex in terms of value. People want to get in on the action, and you may be able to swoop in there and grab a Brian Burns. But yeah, um, I like him, and even if he does stay there in Carolina, he's got Derek, Derek Brown next to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really damn good. He was what like, if you get a coaching upgrade? That coaching team upgrade is suddenly better. He's rejuvenated. Maybe they they have some money, right? So they can bring <sighs> in some free agents, probably. Yeah, I just wonder if they pay him or if they franchise tag him. If they franchise tag him, I'm kind of worried. It's just another season yeah. of just like I don't want to be here. I should have mm-hmm. gotten paid, but franchise tags guaranteed. Probably be a pretty nice payday for him. God, y'all. Chase Young was edge twenty. Zayvon Collins was edge nineteen. That's really bad. Mm. Yeah, Chase Young. I mean, the guy stinks. Yeah. yeah. 8.1 points per game this year. Last year it was 3.8 points per game. In 2021 it was 7.5 points per game. Mm. We're all excited about when he was a rookie when he averaged 13.1 points per game. Yeah, yeah he's never really Kinda been that boring. guy. Mm-hmm. Hold on, do we have it? 16. You're not that guy, pal. Wow. Trust me. You're not that guy. Good him. pull by me. Mm-hmm. Really good pull. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chase Young. I mean, he is uh, – talk about someone that – what's his value worth now? Yeah. You know? Do you even want him? I mean, if I could is get there him still for, a chance? Is there still a chance? There's still there's any still hope? A, of course there's a chance, but I want to pay a fourth to a find fourth, out. Right. I don't want to pay a third. But is there? Sure there is. Is Are we not seeing the chance? This is it's, his chance. It's, it's a chance. <laughs> He's to, playing with a, Nick Bosa in San Francisco. It's, yeah, it's coming in, come in, in midseason. In playoffs? Um, but it, it's a chance to sit on my bench and let's just see what I got. I'm not counting on this guy for anything. I don't know. I'm You're just not selling him if you got him. Roster clogger. Because no one's going to give anything for him. Yeah. But, I mean, would you buy him for a third? Nope. No. No, sir. Wow. We just talked about Brian nope. Burns being maybe acquired for a third. True, yeah. Way rather have Burns. I would 100%. give. Would you give a 2025 second for Burns? That was the other price I threw out. Yeah, I think so. I think I would too. Sure. Because we've seen it from Brian Burns. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's been an elite asset yeah, I think for he, us before. Yeah, I feel like the best is yet to come for Burns. The PFF numbers are okay. Um, he's never been a great grader. On the season, seventy four point one is fine. Pass rush seventy five. Yeah, seventy five point two. Crazy in coverage seventy seven. Let's go. Dropping back more. <laughs> Let's talk about linebacker disappointments because we've got some juicy names on here. Um, yeah. First up, I mean, this is a relative disappointment for where you had to take him. Roquan no, Smith, you're disappointed. LB one finished as LB seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a mid first rounder. Uh, 14.9 points per game, 239.2 total points, 97% of snaps. Devin White, you knew his name was going to come up. LB4, ADP, finished as LB41. 12.5 points per game, 173.75 total points on 97% of snaps. Shaq Leonard, I think, was LB7 to start the preseason and settled at LB20, finished as a very cool LB69. We tried to tell you. 7.7 points per game, 108.2 total points, 70% snap share with Indy, 47% with Philly. Uh, We know Devin White. I mean, I I think 
He's not a bad buy. He's he kind of is like in that Chase Young mold for me. He's like a, a little bit of a supercharged version of Chase Young in that I think there's a better chance that he could be revived somewhere else, but I'm not paying anything to get this guy and find out. Uh, Shaq Leonard is just toast. I think he's a roster clogger at this point. I think you cut him loose. Uh, but Roquan Smith, Addy, let's talk about Roquan. Still had a nice season, but this is just the kind of pitfall of taking linebackers in the mid first round is that you may end up feeling just a little bit of disappointment. Yeah. I, I think everyone should maybe not cry so much about this one, you know, 15 points per game. Yeah. Still pretty solid, Still pretty solid. 158 tackles, five TFLs, one and a half sacks. I think it's just ATDs. hard when you see the linebacker names in front of Roquan, you're what? like, oh, God, I could have gone with a, Daniil Hunter, Josh Allen. Hey, you didn't take Devin White, though. That's right. Devin White was going, you know, top five, top six. Uh, you took Roquan. And, I mean, obviously, you weren't in the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the position to take Roquan and not Devin White. But still, I mean. So, Devin White was basically the third pick of the second, second round. round. Yeah. yeah. He was 15.7. So, he was what? LB, LB4. Four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And Roquan was essentially the fifth pick. Yeah. Roquan went after the big four just in about every draft. He was, it was a choice. Like so, you could go, uh, you could not go linebacker in the first round and 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 uh, get one of these defensive linemen, these elite defensive linemen, or you could get Roquan or Foyer. Foyer. Yep. It was in round two. It was either Devin White or Wagner, pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fred Warner was mixed in there as well. Uh, but as far as linebackers yeah. go, that's really it because the second round you're looking at basically like Jalen Thibodeau. Uh, Quinnen, Aaron Donald, Matthew Judon, Joey yeah. Bosa, Chris Jones, Highsmith, Daniil Hunter. Roquan actually split up the big five at yeah. edge rusher. It went Micah, Bosa, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, Roquan, Miles Garrett. So I think that's the pinch you maybe feel a little bit is I could have had, you know, a Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but well, Miles Garrett lets you down down the stretch as well. He did. Yeah. He you know, quiet. I mean, it still is a. a 15 points per game. I mean, because I'm looking at the splits. I was expecting, like, it to be, you know, he averaged 18 points per game the first one through nine, and then it was, you know, 12 points the second half. But it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find Probably him. something like 17 and They were 14. both, like, pretty similar. Um, okay. Are the splits in the spreadsheet as well? In, they are, yes, they are. So weeks one through nine, he averaged 14.7 points per game. And actually weeks 10 through 18, he averaged – um, fifteen point three. So okay, he averaged so he's more the second half. Pretty consistent. Now yeah. here's the question: I think does Roquan go LB one again in twenty twenty four? Well, Roquan may not have Patrick Queen there with him. Mm-hmm. Is that a good or bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Although Trenton Simpson, when we did see a glimpse of him, mm-hmm. pretty good, I pretty good. I think he's gonna be good. I think you plug him right in, he's gonna ball. Yep. So um, huge buy. Oh, absolutely huge buy. I think Queen's a good buy. I think yep. um, Devin White, again. Yeah, I would we give, love these situations where yeah. everyone gets to eat. Everyone gets exactly. lifted up. Patrick Queen can go be an LB1 yes. somewhere. Trent Simpson gets to come get his Patrick opportunity. Patrick Queen goes to Las Vegas and gets to be the LB1 there, just like Bobby O'Karake did in New York. Yes, something That's like that. huge win for everybody. Or pick any linebacker needy team. As long as he doesn't land with like an established guy already there. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I would try to buy some of these guys for cheap before they sign these deals. Yeah. Because, like, especially the good the good linebackers, the ones that we know can actually perform, mm-hmm. that yeah. were just a little overshadowed. Yeah. 
if you're in these shallow leagues, like where you have like, I don't know, you start like seven ninety piece. I yeah. mean, someone like Trenton Simpson could be out there on your waiver wire, you know, pick him up and he could easily be like a top 15 linebacker. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily. I mean, we've seen Patrick queen do that and he's stepping right into the Patrick queen role. Yep. So there's very few linebackers that I am not willing to trade this off season. A lot of these big name guys. Somebody wants to come knocking for Roquan. Sure, I don't care. What were you selling for? Um, boy, I give you a second and a fourth. Is that enough? That's close. It depends on when the second second is, is in. Second is uh, a late second, and the fourth is nope. a fourth in this class. It's four hundred one. Nope. I'm okay. giving you the two eleven and the four hundred one. No, nope. you're going to give me Roquan Smith. Probably not. No, thank you. All right, I'm going to give you the two hundred four <laughs> and the four hundred one. That's closer. You know, that is closer. I'd rather just have one first, I think. Yeah, I don't know that you're getting a first for Roquan. If you want a first for Antoine Winfield, I mean, I want a first for Roquan Smith. Well, but it's like I also know that that first for Antoine Winfield is going to probably be a future first. When we're talking about getting these first for these guys, like no one's going to give you a upcoming first. You're going to need to get these 2026 first. Yeah. That's honestly like because – yeah. That's the, really the only angle you have to get these first. Otherwise, everyone's just going to hold too tightly to them. You know, no one wants to pay up for these IDPs. And it's recency stuff. No, everybody wants their picks this year. And everyone understands. Like, it, like everyone listens to this show. Yeah. Everyone knows how this stuff goes at this point. Like, I'm just saying, try to cash in on your league, dumb dumb. Yeah, oh yeah. There's, see if, you, if, if you can go bash some if, heads for a while, yeah. See, see if, if you can if do you it. Can do it for a while, sure. But eventually, most people wise up, you know. They leave the league or they hate your yes. guts and don't want to trade with you anymore. Yeah, um, yeah so Roquan Smith, LB1, yes or no? In the ADP. I think it'll be foyer. It'll be foyer. I think so, too. It'll be foyer. Mm. Three, I mean, so he he was number two in big three scoring this year. But week he was, 18. Week 18, right. That's what it took. Week 17. Week 1 through 17, it was foyer. It was so, foyer. so we'll just say foyer. Three, because three, that was a fantasy yeah, yeah. We'll, season for most yeah, folks. Okay. Three years as LB1. The, LB1 through the fantasy season. Foyer should be LB1. But does that not make him a good trade? Well, of course it does. He can only go down. But we've said that for <laughs> two years yeah, now. I mean. I don't know, man. As it, long as he's in Jacksonville. Right. Coaching staff's the same now. Dif- different defensive coordinator. Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd's well coming on. stretch. He did well. Better. We, did, we did have a question if we if we thought Devin Lloyd would overtake Foyer. And I said, no, as long as Foyer is there under contract, he'll be the LB1. Yes. And I think Lloyd will be the second banana playing every snap as well. But yeah, I it's, would, a, it's a Roquan, I would Patrick take, Queen situation. Yes, I would take Foyer in that equation. I just think it's a good time to move on from some of these names this year maybe. Roquan, I would sell. And again, it's not like a bargain type deal. It's a If somebody gives you a fair offer – Trade Roquan, I'd trade Foyer. Do you trade Fred Warner? Mm. I mean, he's one I'd rather hold on to. Same, same thing. It's like, what am I going to get? Is, I, two no and four in the no four one. No one's me a first. That probably. might get it done. I haven't really dug into the rookie class as much yet. It might have to be like a player type situation. If you can get younger at a you know defensive line position and then – you know, I don't know. I love kind of throwing in some offensive players as well. Um, Would you do like a Roquan for like a Will Anderson type of deal? I don't think the Will Anderson manager is going to do that. Yeah. I think. I guess it depends on the league type. type if it's yeah, a, if tackle it's, heavy it's a versus. Stupid tackle heavy league. Versus big play. But even like your next three linebackers in uh, the ADP or in the dynasty ranks, Ernest Jones, I think is probably a good sell. I don't know that the year gets any better than what he did this year. Jack Campbell's different because he's younger, but then Nick Bolton here is the LB5. 
I actually think Nick Bolton's a nice buy, and I know I'm I the Nick too. Bolton lover, but no. he's the opposite end of the spectrum to where it's like I think a lot of pieces probably leave this offseason. People are probably a little bit hurt that he was hurt some this year and they yeah. didn't get to use him as much. Nick yep. Bolton will be, unless he gets hurt, if he stays healthy, he'll be much better next season. You trading Bobby O? Uh, yeah, he's a great sell. Zaire? I actually want Ernest. I mm. think Ernest can go to another level. I think he's. We saw a really nice season from Ernest, but it sounds like they're running it back with the coaching staff. Twenty four point two years a old. A lot of those players will be back. I don't think Ernest has hit his peak See, yet. I like I like all those guys, but I like them all on like one or two year windows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No one feels good about any of these guys really past like three or four years. I like, mean, no, Fred. Like Fred great. is the obviously one. Fred and Rope. If I'm if I'm betting on who is the next Eric Kendricks, Levante David, Bobby Wagner that can play into their mid-30s, give me Fred. Exactly. Yes, and we've but, said that forever. But playing Fred. that game is hard, though. Yes. That's a tough game to play. That's why I think you should just sell. Yeah, Not if you really get a good offer, yeah, just sell. Just cash out. Farm the linebackers because look season. at Look at the, we just mentioned, three top 12 linebackers came from outside the ADP of LB40 and beyond. And there were so many. There were so many. We Every year. We didn't mention. We didn't uh, mention EJ Speed. Caden Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelly Key Hudson there for a stretch was yep. insane. Uh, just tons of examples of that. I mean the Aziz the, Al-Shair. the rotating um the rotating just yeah, Al-Shair was great. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker situation. I mean Christian Harris was great like yeah. the second half of the season. Like Cashman was awesome for a stretch there. I mean JOK. You can JOK yeah, was really JOK good. came on down. I mean he was electric mm-hmm. in that playoff game. Kazir yes. White. Al, we were yes. in the pool watching Browns Texans and now he's like who is this? Mm-hmm. Who is this Jeremiah owusu Cormoa guy they keep talking about? I was like he has been Phenomenal down the stretch. I mean, he was making every play. Yeah. Alex Anzalone was a nice value. Mm-hmm. There's just so many examples of that, man. So it's every like, single year, and that's it's every why, year. That's Cash why man. it's the the idea of cashing out should not be as scary as it sounds. Even though we all love, I mean, we're an IDP podcast. We obviously love these defensive players and love these studs. But we're always going to cash out when we can. That's just good business. Yes, I think that's always the smart move. Uh, let's talk DBs, though, fellas. Uh, disappointments. Jalen Petre, DB2, finished as DB67. Yikes. We'll talk about him. Isaiah Simmons, DB3, finished as DB119. Jeremy Chen, DB4, finished as DB221. <laughs> Where do we want to start with this list? Let's go Jeremy Chen first. Um, 4.5 points per game, 49 total points, 12 games played. So you could throw him in the next section, which is injured. But 39% of snaps. That's the key number we need to pay attention yep. to. Didn't get see the field. And I think that what's interesting is um, some of the stuff I've seen so far on X uh, when I log in once every like three weeks. Um, Jeremy Chin basically said something about this offseason where he is a free agent. They're not going to pick up. I don't think he was a first rounder, so they won't pick up his fifth, uh, fifth year. But. Um, Chin basically said, I just want to go somewhere that I'm wanted. I saw um, that. I think it's just been a slow burn for Jeremy Chin where his his uh you know, his passion is just kind of gone. The team really doesn't care for him. We talked about what that's looked like with Brian Burns so far this year. I kind of like Jeremy Chin. I think Jeremy Chin could be a nice little buy. I don't know, throw a fifth out there, maybe get Jeremy Chin. And and we've seen what the what the uh, the heights look like for Jeremy Chin. It's awesome. That rookie year was pretty fun. Um, we talked about that with Tripp and Sig on the Dynasty episode of, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Chin's a fine buy if you're not paying anything for him. Oh, yeah. 
Fifth this round. is this is the cheapest possible. Like, I'll give a 2025 fifth or something. Because I feel like the best Jeremy Chin is maybe like a DB2. I don't really mm-hmm. know if he ever gets to that DB1 category. You, you hope that the team that dra- or signs him says, I have a plan for using Jeremy Chin. Yeah. I'm going to give this guy a chance. It's not going to be an Isaiah Simmons situation who played 33% of snaps. Um, that he's just not getting the opportunity. And we got excited in New York. Maybe this is a potential kind of second chance for Isaiah Simmons, and it's just never materialized. It's so just, it's just weird with my boy. I don't I, know. I know the ADP, the DB three there. He's dual, so maybe that messes with that like ADP. So yes, you could think, have played him at linebacker him also. Way up. Um, but the guy was. Did he ever play a snap for the Cardinals this year? Was he traded preseason? I don't but even he, so, he was, he played for the Cardinals a little bit. I his think. like overall ADP was really high though. Still, it was still like in the fifties. Oh yeah, people right. just I think I think that might have just been because we loved Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. and maybe folks we got started, off. We did yeah, get off. Maybe people missed the episode where we bailed out on Isaiah Simmons. But yeah, he was uh, ADP overall forty nine. So that is a like beginning of the fifth round type of pick. I yeah. think he's a fun NFL piece to have. I just don't know that he's ever going to have much IDP value. I don't know that you're ever going to see him with like an 80% snap I think he's just anywhere. one of those weird players that's a tweener yeah. and that just really struggles to find a position that he can play well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like like Chen, I mean, I think they're both fine buys if you can get him for fifths, yeah. you know? I mean, because Simmons is gifted. Like, at, mm-hmm. like, like physically, like you just cannot – you just cannot uh, four three nine. Yeah, you can't Look find guys like gifts. this yep. six four. You know mm-hmm. what four three forty like mm-hmm. just freak athletically. Um, and sometimes it just you need the game to slow down for you, and it takes a little bit longer than than others. And that could be the situation here with Isaiah Simmons. You know, he Damn. just hasn't really found a spot. I'm sending some Simmons offers out tonight. I can see where. Well, so you get him for a fifth. I mean, <laughs> seriously, he he has his chance to go yeah. pick where he wants to actually go. Mm-hmm. To, to be like Chin, taken by someone that hopefully wants him and has a plan for him. Hopefully he can have all that si- situated before he goes there. And teams are going to call. Teams are going to call, man. This is a former top He's 10 He's still pick. young. Yeah. And, again, like all that stuff I mentioned, like like freak athletically. I like, just I just worry because the Cardinals literally dumped him. The Giants did nothing with him. So it's like two eh. different coaching staffs got to look at this bad, guy. Bad organizations. Two bad teams. That's – that's Wink, not great, though. Wink Martindale runs a really, you know, intricate defense. Probably hard for him to pick up, you know, and there was already some pretty solid linebackers there ahead of him. Some solid DBs, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, McKinney, McKinney played great this year, and, and then Pinnock was awesome as well. You kind of wish Arizona had kept him where they ended up linebacker-wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we had a good comment a about ton. that. Yeah, yeah, I think someone said on YouTube. Like, it's true, man. That like, dude he would have ate. He would have done really well. And yep. then we'd probably be thinking a lot differently, differently. about him, you yep. know. So Where do you want him to play, though? DB or linebacker? I think I want to be linebacker, honestly. Let me have him as a linebacker. Could you see him as like a JOK type? Yeah. Sort of like, you know, I think I want to look up there. I think he could. I think he belongs closer their to build. the line of scrimmage. See if they're similar. I don't disagree. Let him. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit for these guys to bulk up. Simmons could, you know, he could have a nice late career, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at uh, Foyer, you know. Boy, it was kind of cast off there in Atlanta. He probably popped a little bit more than Isaiah Simmons did. But so Simmons is bigger than I thought. He's six foot four, two thirty eight. Yeah. So he's got the size to be a linebacker. I just kind of I don't know. Does he have? Does he have the the 
instincts, right? The sort of mentality you need to play linebacker. Um, or is he just better as like this kind of rangy safety? I don't know. I, I don't know the better. answer to that question. I think he's better as a rangy safety. I think that was more of what his role was at Clemson. Um, but for IDP, we want him to develop as a linebacker because that's where you're going to score the most points. So JOK is six foot two, two twenty one, and Simmons is six foot four, two thirty eight. So he's got two inches on him and about. 17 pounds. Look at Simmons' coverage grade. 82.7 in an overall defensive Did grade of 68.9. Did he say his most natural position is DB? I thought I he know. said that during Maybe the season. So, so what, what, I, are you I, saying where? You said where would where could he go, or were you talking position? I was just thinking positionally. I, gotcha. I think to see him succeed, I think he's going to have a better chance, just NFL-wise, to succeed as a safety. But I agree with you. I'd rather see him as a linebacker for IDP. Because I think that'll be more valuable. Where can these just, guys? We just don't see a how many six four safeties. I guess you see it with Kyle Hamilton, but yeah, you just don't. Ooh, yeah, see what's the that. comp there physically? Let's look. Uh, so Kyle Hamilton is six foot four, two twenty. So mm-hmm. that's actually almost like a perfect comp. Simmons just has him like by twenty pounds, mm-hmm, about twenty pounds. So let's look. How old I mean, is Simmons? Simmons is twenty five and a half. Yeah, yeah. twenty five. So Simmons by season. 112 points, 191 points, 218 points wow. last year. Yeah. Um, now that was, that was 12.9 points per game. That was when he was really starting to play more safety, though. His first two seasons as a linebacker, 112 and 191, and then 107 this year. But look at the Cardinals team. Zayvon Collins, misused. Buda Baker has just disappeared. Jalen Thompson. I think that team is turning over that roster. But I'm just saying that be team curious. is terrible. Do you want anybody on the Cardinals on both Defense. sides of the ball right no, now? Absolutely not. I mean, it's just a bad team. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Let's talk about, though, yeah. Jalen Petre. Be fun to see where Simmons goes. This is a guy that was, I believe, maybe a second-round pick. No, sorry. He was end of the third. He was ADP of, uh, well, 36 in Madness. And 40 overall. So he was an early fourth round pick. Mm. Safety two going between. So here was the, I always like to look at like the context, right? So here was the run up to Jalen Petre. Okereke, Quay Walker, Logan Wilson, Jeffrey Simmons, TJ Edwards, Christian Wilkins, then Petre, then Buckner, Luvu, Mosley, Zadarius, Trey Greenlaw, Saban Collins, Trace Young, Patrick Queen, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, so, but still, some really nice picks after yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Petre, though. And then you see just this awful, also, also, awful output. Jalen Petre should not be drafted that early. Like, he's a defensive back. Guys. Exactly. But Again. people just were horny for the fact that he was DB safety one. 14.7 right? points per game. Exactly. It'll it'll be the same thing with Winfield this next year. Winfield's mm-hmm. going to be getting drafted like in the third, fourth He'll, round. He might go. He might go like back of the second yeah. in some drafts. Yeah, I'd say I'm, so. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, I think so. Finishing I, his IDP five. Think I mean, about where he's going to be in sleeper stupid ADP. Derwin was up there in mm-hmm. the second round, right? Yeah, let's see where Derwin was. So, I mean, it'll be the same thing. Winfield will be a second round pick. That's yeah, I think stupid. That's a good comp. Derwin was ADP of 27. So, he was like an early third round pick, but he was 23 in Madness. Plenty of, yeah, plenty of, uh, plenty of second round Derwin. Yep. In Dynasty, though, it's hard to look away from the way that Winfield plays. That dude's a baller. Oh, oh, yeah. I love this in our ADP. Oh, yeah. It says the earliest players were taken. The earliest Derwin James was taken across 73, 72 drafts. Ninth. Let's <laughs> see where Petre was. He'll get was. a first, I bet. Petre, <laughs> was, first Petre was 
12. Oh, there wow. Go, dude. 12 That's overall. Insane. That is nuts. Don't do that, guys. Do the, not, the, the do not be took, that person. Right. straight 12th is so like, go, what? <laughs> so going ahead, Why? what's going to be the earliest you're going to take a DB this year? Same. Same. Is Where strategies? Like, uh, like, I, maybe I'll take one in the 19th round. Okay. I, I, I feel like I took some – I probably had some like uh, – I feel like I took Chauncey Gardner Johnson like in the fifteenth and one, okay. and that was the highest I, I went. And but notice I had plenty of like Julian Loves in the eighteenth. Yeah, notice 18th. too, I mean, a lot of cornerbacks finished very yeah. high in the DB ranks. Yeah. So if you can hit on those DBs, I mean, and Charvarius Ward was not one that was like mm-hmm. really who the hell is this guy? Yeah, right. I mean, Charvarius Ward's been IDP relevant for a while, so. Mm. That's why I'm fine going late DB. And another is because I'm fine to sprinkle in some cornerbacks. Exactly. The, the cornerbacks are relevant in, in big three scoring and hopefully your big play scoring leagues because we award four points for PDs. Yep. So, I exactly. Mean, Charvius Ward had 23 PDs this year. Yeah. So he is points. really, really good, man. He, he Especially in the scoring. But I mean, that's they should be good. The cornerbacks. Really, your cornerbacks are more important than your safeties. Oh, yeah. You know? They get drafted higher. Just look at the NFL. Cornerbacks go top 10 all the time. And I know that safety is becoming more of, like, a hybrid position. Like, they're asking more of these safeties. And, you know, they're like, Kyle Hampton does everything. Plays mm-hmm. on the line, plays in the slot, plays deep, plays, you know, does it all. But still, I think teams will, will tell you that they favor a, a lockdown corner over a stud safety. 100%. You know? You don't see how many safeties do you see going inside the top ten? Not a lot. How many lockdown corners all the time? And Charvarius Ward was like, uh, like PFF rated like top ten among all cornerbacks. Yep. Also, PFF is the shit. I've seen a lot of just dumb stuff on the dumb stuff on the timeline from dumb. Also, I will never ever care what JJ Watt. Thinks about advanced stats. Just for the record, yeah. do not care what that bozo thinks about. When you were stats. saying that we shouldn't be graded by an algorithm, buddy, <laughs> turn off. The point is dead right there. Yeah. I'm sorry, JJ Watt. Yeah, um, I wanted to yeah look at um, and see for the top scores here. Um, Josh, you yeah, think Bobby, go ahead. You'll go. Uh, do you think you'll jump in eighth, ninth, tenth round like you did last year? I may grab a DB. I may, um, but. I mean, this. In other a, words, if Cam's there, yes, I want to be there. Cam's going to be a fourth round, third round pick this year. I did want to see. That's what I wanted to look up. So he actually finished, yeah, as a safety three. So I got one flag plant right. Hallelujah! Mm. There you go. Nice. I, you I had, had him top three. I had him top three. Good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we then, argued about. Hey, that we one. did great on the flag plants. I think I got two. You you really lit it up. I went one for three. Well, Adam had about eighteen. So yeah, he had the little, mini flags. The mini flags. It's like a putt putt course. Yeah. Justin Reed, <laughs> top uh, twenty four, I think was was Smash. one of them. Denzel Perryman let me down, but yeah. yeah, Devondre Campbell getting hurt and being washed definitely did not help me. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then Aaron Donald, I had him as D tackle one. That's a conversation. I think he, let's see. One, two, I'm, I'm three. I'm still in. I'm still in. I'm fine. I love that. Uh, I mean, I like that four, we're going to have year five, two of Kobe six, Turner and seven. Byron Young. They're going to bring in someone else, too. Absolutely. He was D-tackle eight. He'll have so more. Wasn't terrible. He'll have more help this year, this next definitely, year. Definitely, dude. They got money. They got those young guys. Yeah. He was, it looks like. And they're juiced up, man. They saw mm-hmm. what, like, oh, we're not. Mm-hmm. It ain't over. We can. St- we still are fine. We can still compete. We can still the potentially should, make the it The Rams run. should be right there, man. They could have right easily beat the Lions. Quentin Lake. Mm. They got a fun team. The yep. team's good. Well coached. Yep. 
They need another linebacker. They're running back. They're fine. Let's talk about some uh, dishonorable mentions, and this is just because injuries wrecked these guys' seasons, and I want to just get y'all's outlook on these players as we wrap up here. We're just going to run through uh, all the positions here, and you guys give me your thoughts on who you like, who you're targeting, who you're fading, who you're not interested in at all. But let's start DL. Jalen Phillips uh, averaged 17.5 points per game, Uh, eight games played. Uh, he was DL seven in points per game, drafted as DL nine. Um, that just hurts so much. Uh, Matthew Judon was DL thirteen. He was DL five in points per game, eighteen point eight. Uh, looks like he played four games. Uh, Joey Bosa was the DL fourteen. Uh, he was DL twenty in points per game. He played nine games. And then let's move to the linebacker Nick Bolton, LB three. We mentioned him eight games. Uh, he was LB 47 in points per game, 10.9. Quay Walker was LB 9. He was LB 25 in points per game, 13.6. Matt Milano, LB 16. He was LB 36 in points per game, 12.4. And then DB, Minka Fitzpatrick, DB 6. He played 10 games. Uh, he was the uh, DB 118 in points per game, 8.4. Talanoa Hufunga was DB 7. He was DB 68 in points per game. These DBs have been sucking it up. 10 points per game. And then Buda Baker, DB 8. He played 11 games. Hufanga played 10. Uh, Baker was DB 96 in points per game, 9.1 in 2023. So, gentlemen, from this list, um, who are you interested in? Well, we'll say, I mean, the, those all those safeties you mentioned, I mean, there, there you go. That's why you don't chase defensive backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hufunga was the DB one last year. It's so just close. He was top three or four, maybe. Okay. Yeah, That's Minka right. was up there though. But I mean, yeah, Minka had a DB ADP, or he was ADP DB six. Uh, Hufunga was DB seven. Buda Baker was DB eight. So all those guys let you down. All those guys were drafted way too high. You had to, you know, draft those guys before the tenth round. Don't do it. Don't do it. We told you not to do it. We've got the results saying uh, not doing it works. Don't do it. It's a waste of a pick. There's way too many more valuable players in that range that have a higher ceiling than these dudes. Yeah, Hufungo was uh, safety three in 2022. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, the – Overall ADP for these guys should be very suppressed. And again, there's just too much. There's just too much value late. People just don't realize the amount of value that's there late, especially when you sprinkle in corners. Yes, mm-hmm. that goes from linebackers. You maybe have two players per team, and we don't got to start them. We don't got to like. We don't got to exactly. pick when we to start them. Guys, we don't have to make the start sit decisions. Mm-hmm. That's like, the beautiful part. So it shouldn't matter. It should not matter. I mean, these, these all the. Cornerbacks and safeties, they all have pretty much the same And if feelings. you're like, well, you're talking about best ball. What about roster leagues? Go read Johnny the Greek's cornerback corner. He will tell you exactly who to stream every single week. The dude was 80% accurate on the season for yeah. streaming corners. And also, we're locked in on corners too, though. Yeah. How many corners have we talked about forever? Like, this is like the uh, an OG Legerious Need podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every true. single year, you're we on Alante Taylor. Alante Taylor, Kenny Moore. Uh, Witherspoon, that's their newest boy. Yes, Witherspoon. You know? Devon I mean, Witherspoon. If you're new Ramsey, to the podcast. When he's in the star role. We do plenty of cornerback required leagues, too. So we're going to, out of the three of us, we're going to uncover some gems. And I'm going to mm. get one flag plant. It's going to be Kyle Hamilton. So <laughs> there you go. Let's go. I got you covered on the safeties. All right, I'm just, let's just get a pulse 
kind of a, a pulse check on some of these guys here. Jalen Phillips. Uh, not for 2024, but I'm still in on, you know, beyond. Beyond. Yeah, Achilles worries me. Yes, I, I just I, I hate I it am so much. Tempering expectations for sure. The jersey's yep. closer to him. Yes, we're we're in solidarity with sure. Jalen Phillips. We want him to come back to full. But health. we understand. Like we're realistic. We know that we're not going out and spending first for Jalen Phillips no. right now. Nope. Mm-hmm. Matthew Judon. Until the wheels fall off, sure. He's and pretty, he's proven to be pretty damn elite. Uh, yeah, eighteen point eight points per game. DL five in points per game. And the year before that was really good too. He had those wacky splits where he started the year on fire and <laughs> and flamed out at the end of the season. I remember that. It's like after Halloween, he turned into a pumpkin. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2022, 12 and a half in 2021. So, yeah, that was um, points per game wise, that was 16 points per game in 2022 and 13.7. So, there you go. The year before that. And I don't think his injury was it as was, bad, was uh, it? Tore his bicep too. Tore his bicep. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about that as much. Matthew Judon? Ah, sure. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. In a in a world where I have roster Patriots, sure. It was a bicep. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Bicep Good. tear. So nothing. Not bad. No ACL. Oh. No Achilles. He's here's, up there in age. Here's the one we'll we'll Polarizing. fight about all off season. Joey Bosa. Yes, hundred percent. No, Bobby. Yeah, I'm a Joshy boy. I'm just tired of it. I'm sick of it. Bobby, we'll start with you on this one. Nick. Everyone is. That's when you get in. Nick Bolton. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Forever and always. Big time buy. Yep. No doubt. Uh, Addy Quay Walker. Scared, scared, a little scared. Tell me about it. Just worried. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Is it talent or maturity? Yeah, I worry about both. You know, how good is he? Is he that good? You know, could we be looking at a, a Devin White type situation here at some mm. point? I don't know. He hasn't done anything that's like stood out to me. It's like, oh, this guy is elite. He's a stud. Like we gotta, you know, I can't. I'm not worried about him ever. Like there is still some like. Someone wants to come give me like a second. Yeah, yeah, get out yeah. Of here. I would sell for a second. Get for out sure. of here. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm holding. I don't. Yeah. you know, he's a solid hold. He's fine. I'm still very interested in Quay Walker. And yeah, he could. He could also. His play has improved. I guess. How many elite linebacker at like sexy linebackers are out there? We've kind of talked about this. It's not a lot. There's not a lot. No. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm as saying, far as like young sexy it, linebackers, yeah. even the it, young ones are like. Not sexy yet. Like Jack Campbell, right, exactly. Drew Sanders, right? You know, pretty much all of these rookies. Yeah. A lot of shine off those guys. Let's see here. What do I have him ranked? And then like a uh, guy like Troy Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. Like what happens? Troy Anderson's healthy. Now you got Bill Belichick in the building potentially. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's a nightmare. I know. It's the thing. It's like uh, everyone complained about the Arthur Smith usage. Well, we just got the king of the of the awful usage in the building now, yes. guys. Think about Bijan. Oh my God! It's about to be Algier getting seventy five percent. Sell your assets, people, because that hire is coming. He's coming in for a second interview. Okay. That's going to be announced Should've probably this weekend. Jameer. I still so, got Quay Walker as LB ten. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm tempered a little bit, but I'm still very excited about Quay Walker. I'm probably with Josh. Yeah, I'm 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 skeptical, but if the price is right, I would probably. My buy pants Clay. aren't on fire for Quay Walker. Quay's really young, like right? Him. He is uh, 23.7, yeah, so he'll be 24. Nice. Devondre Campbell's probably out the door. Maybe they bring Isaiah McDuffie back. Actually, I yeah. think Campbell has another year on his contract where the dead money outweighs I think the so. cap savings. I think so. so. But we have, he might be back. But we've seen situations. Like we just saw with Shaq Leonard, right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they did just cut, eat it. They just ate it. Yeah. And if there's a if there's if it gets to a point where like Campbell's being a little weirdo in the locker room, which like the tweets have not been a good A little for weirdo him. situation. Yeah, hundred percent. He could. They could get him. You know, get him out of there. Uh, Matt Milano. What um, was his injury? 
I'm not sure. It was a lot. It It was was an ACL and it was like a, um, was it meniscus or a PCL? I feel like it was also like one of the bones too, like a fractured fibula, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. It was a lot. It was not great. It Uh, was a lot. Not, not, not interested. Yeah, I'm not really interested. I'm kind of out. I'd rather just have Terrell Bernard or whoever that second linebacker is. Hey, before we move on, let me ask y'all this one too. Uh, Bradley Chubb. No. Nope. Okay. So not that same, late. Same here. Not Milano is going to be 30. Mm. He's 29 and a half right now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I also thought Milano was – so Milano had a monster – He had a fractured leg and a torn ACL in week five. Bro, Gosh, that's awful. That's not good. But also Milano was kind of floating off like – so 2022 he blew up 15.7 points per game. But he was that a little was, bit of a letdown even before he got hurt. But that was kind of out of nowhere. That was like – so in 2021 it was 12.1 points per game. In 2020 it was 11.9 points per game. This year before he got hurt it was 12.4 points per game. So that's – Kind of what he is. Yeah. He's more so like an LB2, LB2 yeah. LB3. Yeah, he was 23.8 points the first week, 14.8 week two, 4.25 week three, 15.5 week three, or week four. He's a good so, tackler. He never really did much in the big play department. He uh, he got hurt in week five, so he only had 3.75. Yeah, so um, I'm probably out on him. Yeah, Doran Williams actually looked pretty good when he, he got his when He, got his he did. He also had two picks the first two weeks. Mm, so keep Milano. that in mind. He had eight tackles and four tackles. So interception saved his bacon. That's what Milano's always done. Mm-hmm. Milano's Playmaker. always been a guy that gets picks. But coming off really? that big of an injury. Um, yeah, he's yeah. really never been a big tackle guy. I Milano, think the like, tackle rate's been bad for I him. I was in on him this offseason. I'm out. Yeah, out. Um, Minka, all these safeties. I mean, out. No, no, thank you. You're out on Minka? I'm out on him. I mean, mm. I, we'll see. Because of the ADP or just, just tired of it? I just... Safeties. Who I cares? Think, I think we've got a, some nice younger options. I mean, the best is we've seen the best of Minka. I mean, you look at the points per game. Like when these guys actually played, eight point four for Minka, ten for Hufunga, uh, nine point one for Baker. And then also look back though, twenty twenty two points per game for Minka, thirteen point seven. That was the best of his career. Eleven point seven the year before that. Eleven point three. That's nothing to get like John attached Johnson. to. Yeah. You know. Get rid of these guys. Don't simp for DBs, as Addy likes to say. Wonder if the Don't Cardinals could move on from Buddha. I think Probably he's. So. I, I think, think he's out. I think they like could save a lot of money by letting him go. I think they have like a club option for Buddha or something, mm. um, and they owe him a lot if they keep him around. So Ufunga did an ACL also, didn't he? Yes, but on top of not doing anything all year, like he was right. Not he good. wasn't good, and also like the usage was always you know he's always a deep safety. Yeah. He was living off the big plays, so. Yeah. Yeah, so he has it's red. I don't know what that means on Spot Track. If that's um, he's owed nineteen million dollars if he's on the roster. What's and the dead cap? Three point nine uh, million. Who is this again? Buda Baker. He gone. Baker. Yeah, he gone. So he gone. Uh, he was not cuttable before now because he would have actually cost more to cut. But yeah, he'll be a free agent. That'll be a good, you know, signing for somebody. Yeah. I think he'll be motivated his next stop. I could be back in on Buddha, but the problem is all of these guys are going to cost too much. Exactly. Everyone, and that's, li- everyone likes Buddha. It doesn't really matter what, you know, that he had. We just like Buddha. He's just had he's a just few fun. down years. Yeah. He's been, he's, he really hasn't been that great for like the last couple of years. You know, and that's kind of like we've talked about too the contract year thing is something that needs to be paid attention to. Very similarly, you know, a guy like Buddha has lost his whole career. You know, I feel like that needs to be taken into consideration too, to where it's like, Brian Burns just tired of losing, you know? 
Buda Baker is just tired of losing. It could just be something where he needs a little bit of, you know, reinvigoration, kind of shake things up, get a little different. All these different DBs scenery. that we talked about could have better seasons in 2024. Because I see Buda to be real similar to like a Kevin Byard. Byard's a little bit yes. older, but I feel like he's probably a little Veteran, bit rejuvenated. Yes. Yep. Good locker room presence, mm-hmm. you know, always gonna, you know, give it his all. I mean, that's the kind of guy that you want to bank on, but oh. just not at Buda Baker prices. It's always good to feel wanted when a team comes to get yes. you and brings you in the building. I get what I get what Jeremy Chin's saying. These mm-hmm. people are human beings. This is still a job. If you're not wanted, if you're not being used properly, I wouldn't want to be there either. And unfortunately, these guys don't have an option to just quit their job and go work somewhere else. It's a contract. Right? Their their rights are owned by that team. Mm-hmm. They have to suck it up in the media. Otherwise, they create a firestorm for their team mm-hmm. and bring all this crap onto their teammates. If you do so, something dumb and try and make a scene, no one else is going to want you. Nope. Mm-hmm. You, you poison the well. Nobody's going to pay you. So you've got to shut your mouth and just eat it. Mm. Yep. So I get it. So, I mean, you notice two players we've talked about, Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin, both in similar situations where it's like, I think they're just tired of being on crappy, losing teams. They want to get paid. They want to be used properly. And I think we could see that for both these guys. I really do. So there you go, folks. ADP review looking at values, disappointments, and injured players to see what we thought about the 2023 performance and what we think going forward for 2024. Uh, This was a fun exercise, boys. I got a lot out of this. A lot of fun to look back. Yeah, we had great ADP, man. I'm glad that we did it. Again, this was out of, what, 80-plus? I think it was 72 or 73 total okay. drafts. Still, tons of, of drafts. All these drafts were for money. Yep. From, from, like, February all the way up to the I think the season. first one started late January. Oh, yeah. wow. So we'll have uh, Evan Ringler on the ADP. We're going to have that automated. So we'll have – that'll be on the website, available to paid supporters as part of the IDP show draft kit. We might even roll it out sooner because we'll have some drafts rolling before yeah. May 1st. Um, so we want to get you all that ADP. Yeah, if you're if you're doing startups, the dynasty ranks are ready to roll. Yes, as they are. always. We act like this a lot. How much is it to uh, be a paid sub, Josh? Five bucks a month, or you can get it for fifty bucks for the year. $5 Check it out. A month. If you hate it, get get out of there. Get the hell yeah. out. I went to Chick Fil A the other day by myself. Fifteen bucks. Sixteen dollars. Wow, Dude, it's out of control. That's nuts. I could have paid for three months of the IDP show. It's hard to live these days. It really yes. is. Tough. We want this to be a good value. We've got Adam's best ball rankings coming up here very soon. Uh, we have some very exciting announcements coming up next week on the Twitter machine. You do not want to miss it, so make sure you're subscribed over on Twitter. We're going to be making a really fun announcement every single day about some new additions to our team, and uh, you want to be tuned in for that. Um, We've talked about big tings a lot. This I, this could be the biggest ting we've the, ever. The biggest of tings. The biggest of it's tings. It's going to be a big deal. And Ooh. we've got, uh, like we mentioned, the after show is rolling every other week with Jeff Pomazal. He just had Kyle Bellifield on to review the 2023 rookies. Mm. So looking back at that, we're going to be talking IDP madness on the next episode, Jeff is. And then, yeah, we've got... DJ Keltown's article is going to be coming, breaking down the best ball drafting strategy. Uh, we're going to have some written content rolling out here very soon. We're going to try to make it worth your while to be subscribed over to the IDPshow.com. You know the other thing, too? Adam, how many best balls did you win? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. seven. I had, like, three second-place finishes. Okay. I was in fewer. I was in... Also, how many of our paid subs won? I know that we had a lot of guys... Uh, that were paid subs to one. I mean, yes. I'd say a lot of times I would go to comp people 
subscriptions and they oh, i'm already subscribed yeah i'm like well i'll just give you an extra year then yeah yeah, yeah i think country boy swagger might have been a paid supporter and so he's extended through like uh He's a lifetime member now, but he was already extended out through like That's 2026. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean these are these are best ball ranks, but honestly, these are redraft ranks. Yes, you know? absolutely. You want to pick the best players. Exactly. I'm going to order the best players mm-hmm. there are for you. you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the IDP Show Draft Kit rolling out in May with all sorts of uh, rankings in there and breakdowns, sleepers, fades. Uh, values, all that kind of stuff. So loaded. Just stay tuned, folks. The so off season is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun because we have what, like, eight months to kind of tinker and play before the season gets here. So mm-hmm. just don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be back every week with a new episode of the podcast. We'll have the after show for you uh, every other week, and some really exciting announcements next week. So stay tuned. After the break, you are going to hear. IDP bets divisional round with Adam and Johnny. So without further ado, gentlemen, take it away. Good job, Adam. Good luck on this part. Idiots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to IDP Bets. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week with my friend Adam Markham at Adam IDP on Twitter. Adam, how are you, sir? I am doing very well, Johnny. I, I guess I need to lead off with a apology to you. I'm sorry that the Cowboys let you down again for the hundredth time. I mean, it's not like you didn't expect it, though. It's, we talked before we got on here, and that's just the life of a Vikings and Cowboys fan. Like it was. The second that you're confident about your this team, you know, uh, whether it may be the Vikings or you be the Cowboys, that's when they screw you. And it's yeah. they've done that time and time and time again. Uh, Josh on, on our show was talking about how he was excited for the Cowboys. And I was like, dude, it's the Cowboys, man. You can yeah, never it, be excited for the Cowboys. I never I didn't think it was going to be this early. I, I knew there was a legit possibility. And you're right. We talked about this ahead of time and. I financially planned for the Cowboys to lose. So, so that worked out, but I didn't think it was going to be immediately I, I, with the home field and the second seed. I thought it would be until San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's when they do it to you, man. When you're thinking that you're, you're good, you know, you thought yeah. this first round was a breeze. Nope. Jordan love <laughs> red hot right now. Crazy. Oh, dude. So crazy. But, uh, you know, Hopefully we can find some good bets for. The, how, how'd you do? Let's more importantly, how'd you do on your bets the first uh, round there? We did good. We did good. And for the, I guess I also have to apologize to the listeners though for the the Devin White. If anyone followed me on the Devin White suggestion, Jesus, it was it was Devin White minus four and a half tackles plus assists last week. I was like, this is this is a no brainer layup here um, because you know and he did have they did kind of bench him towards the end of the year, but week seventeen we saw him play. You know, his usual, I think it was like 95%, you know, or whatever, alongside Levante David. So I figured, you know, playoffs are starting. This dude has had a lot of success in the playoffs. I figured Devin White was fine. I didn't figure we'd have to worry about the snaps, but boy, I was wrong. The snaps (laughs) couldn't have been more than like 30%. 
uh, the defensive snaps last week. So it was just uh, did not work out for us. He did not meet that uh, those five tackles that we were looking for. So it was a bad look for your boy. And I was I was obnoxious about it too. I was like, get your dubs, guys. A win's a win. <laughs> Just a real bad look. But oh, I, I, I did good on all the other ones. Like I, I missed that first one, and then like I nailed the next four. But you know that first one stings really bad. Oh, dude! Independent of your thought process, there we did not talk about this at all. Um, I did the same exact thing. I, I saw I saw four and a half combined tackles against what I. I'll check my notes here in a minute when we talk about this week. But what was the fourth overall ranked rushing? attack in the league averaging about 30 attempts per game uh you know indoor game no weather high over under everything lined up for that everything lined up for that and i made the same exact bet <laughs> okay well that makes me feel a bit better but yeah i mean it, it it seemed like there's an old saying if it's if it's too good to be true it probably is yep. there you go yeah yeah vegas knew something we didn't <laughs> that's right <laughs> Uh, good stuff, man. Glad all the other ones went well, though. That is good. Um, yeah, and let's uh, let's turn our attention to the divisional round and see what we can come up with. Uh, you want to lead her off here with the first one? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, let's 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 get wild here with this first one. I'm gonna go with Derek Barnett over 0.25 sacks. This is plus 175. Remember this guy, Johnny? Derek Barnett. Yeah, Eagle for a long time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Barnett was the 14th overall pick in the 2017 draft. And up to this point, he's mainly been a bust. His best statistical season came in 2019 when he put up 30 tackles and six and a half sacks for Philly. If you weren't plugged into IDP as the season was winding down, you probably missed that Barnett was relevant again. Uh, over Barnett's last five games, he racked up 19 tackles and three and a half sacks, and he has 18 pressures on 106 pass rush attempts. That is a an elite 17.3% pressure rate. Jerry Hughes has been ruled out for this one, and Jonathan Grenard is also not 100% after battling injuries to close out the year and then leaving last week's game after 15 snaps because of an ankle injury. Grenard is expected to play this week, but I think Barnett's going to be healthiest of the bunch. So I'm expecting you know at least 60% of the defensive snaps for, for, uh, for Barnett. And dude's been playing great lately, man. I mean... Uh, sure, it's a long shot. I'm not saying to go out and get wild with this one, but you know, plus 175 again, three and a half sacks in his last five games. Um, you can do worse, yeah. Love that, man. Uh, yep, yeah, Graham and Barnett back in the day, and the Eagles were super IDP relevant, they were awesome for years. This guy's a vet, it's not his first rodeo, and he just needs a piece of a sack, not the whole thing. So, I'm with you on that. Love the price, too. Nice price, yeah. I mean, and and Really, that's just a reminder to all of our IDP listeners out there. Maybe go check your waiver wires if you're in a deep league. You know, the starts, you know, four to five defensive linemen or whatever. If you're in a sleep, one of these sleeper leagues, go check your waiver wire. See if Barnett's out there. He could play a role next year. He's a UFA. Sometimes these guys, you know, have these late career surges. We see it all the time in IDP. Um, so, yeah, I think Barnett is is a, a, a decent ad. Yep. Nice, like that right there. Uh, my first one this week is going to be Desmond King. Uh, same team, Texans, over five and a half combined tackles. Uh, listen, he does not play every snap. If he gets 80, 85%, we're, we're having a good day. We're, we're feeling good. But his role, whatever it is, don't know the name, don't care, has in the last month produced 12 combined tackles, eight combined tackles, 11 combined tackles, 11 combined tackles. 
Um, he had like one the week before that, and then another 10 the week before that. So five out of the last six here have been almost, you know, eight or double digit tackles. So whatever they have him doing, it's resulting in a ton of combined tackles each week. The price is negative 140. So, you know, not the greatest we've ever seen, but once again, parlay around Robin, you should be okay. Uh, they're going up against Baltimore. Baltimore should be able to provide enough offense to make this happen. Yep. I love this one. This is one of the ones I got right last week as well. Uh, Desmond King, just the alignment when it comes to cornerbacks and defensive backs and IDP. Uh, we talk about alignment a lot. You know, um, We want those guys that are playing in the slot, playing in the box, playing on the defensive line. Why? Because that's where the action's happening. That means that's where the tackles are happening. Desmond King has great alignment. Out of his 365 snaps, he's played 301 in the slot, 49 in the box, 12 on the defensive line, only two out wide at corner. From weeks 13 to 18, Desmond King racked up 45 tackles. That was fourth most among defensive backs. So, yeah, major cosign there, brother. Yeah, and this is not the first time he's done this. De Desmond King has helped me win titles years ago, years ago, yes. doing doing this exact same thing slash role. So it, it's real. I believe it. Yes, uh, was a cheat code early on in his career because he used to return kicks too. So if you're in leagues that re reward for point, uh, punt and kick returns, he was a legit cheat code. Uh, yep. Yes, so we 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 definitely love some Desmond King always. I'm gonna keep it in the. Uh, cornerback family i'm gonna go with trent mcduffie over four and a half tackles plus assists that's plus 105 trent mcduffie another, another one of these dbs with above average alignment they use this dude all over the place out of mcduffie's 1037 snaps this year 488 have come out of the slot 315 at outside corner 162 in the box 70 on the defensive line and one at free safety i'd expect mcduffie to see time matched up against Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Khalil uh, Shakir, and Gabe Davis, if he plays throughout this game, uh, players that will be a big part of Buffalo's game plan. Trent McDuffie had six tackles and a sack when these two faced off in week 14. So love Trent McDuffie here. Also like Legereus Sneed to hit the over four and a half tackles plus assist, but his odds were at minus 175. Just kind of weird considering both these guys average 4.9 tackles per game. But, uh, yeah, I, I prefer McDuffie over the two, uh, but I, I like them both. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. And that, that's a common thing we've seen all season with Chiefs corners, with those two Chiefs corners, is we typically don't get, like, a massive game for both of them the same week. Um, but, but Vegas definitely thinks... It, you know, at least Snead is going to have a big game this week uh, in regards to combined tackles. But but for my money, it's McDuffie this year. He feels like the more reliable, consistent option, the guy that's going to get you those overs on the combined tackles uh, a little bit more often. Uh, so, yeah, love this. And the Bills, yes, they've changed up their offense a little bit since uh, week 12. They're running the ball a ton more, and it's working for them. But they are still an excellent passing attack, and they target their wide receivers quite a bit. So that's a good setup. Beautiful. <laughs> all righty, moving on to my second one here. I'm going to, it's a little iffy, but what they all are. It's divisional round. We've got like eight teams to pick from, so it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to go Quay Walker over eight and a half combined tackles. This is at minus 130. Uh, so my reasoning is very straightforward on this. San Francisco is the third overall rushing attack in the league. They average about 30 attempts per game. That's your floor right there. 
those easy run stopping tackles. I can see him getting, you know, five or six of those right off the rip. And then we just got to get lucky a couple few times in pass coverage uh, with a tackle and we're good to go. Not to mention Green Bay should get annihilated this week. They should be on defense a ton this week. Uh, you know, I know they destroyed Dallas, but San Francisco is not Dallas. Yes, yeah, another good call there. At Quay Walker, he's he was kind of banged up, you know, at the uh, like midpoint of the season, and I feel like he's just now starting to really get healthy. And uh, yeah, he, uh, that feels like a an easy. What was it? Eight and a half? You say? Yeah, eight and a half. <clears throat> I would even it. You know, Devondre Campbell's line isn't out yet. We we you know we were looking for that earlier today, but whichever line is lower m- might be the move there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he's if he's a tackler too lower, I'd be just as happy with Campbell. I think they're both in a great situation. Yeah, both of them playing, I think, 100% of the snaps. So, yeah, I totally agree there. Okay, I guess we want to hit my uh, my last one. I have another little little juicy boy over here, but uh, <laughs> we'll hit the last one that I have some uh, some actual stats with. Uh, Justin Matabukake, <laughs> our boy, <laughs> over, over two and a half tackles plus assists. That's minus 145. He has 56 tackles on the season. He's averaging 3.3 tackles per game, but he's hit at least three tackles in 10 of his last 13. Shout out to our boy, PFF Macri. I'm looking at the tackles allowed by, by position chart, and Houston gave up the 10th most tackles to defensive linemen. This year, they gave up 16 tackles per week to DL. So good matchup here for Matabuke. He is, uh, he's hot right now, red hot. And then I don't know, man, just there's just more effort. There's more effort in the playoffs with with uh, with all these guys. And it just feels like these tackle numbers are easier for these guys to get. Like, I'm not scared of any of these high lines for any of these like stud linebackers like um, or even, you know, the guys like Matabukake who have, have performed well all season long and are especially hot right now. But either way, the, the tackle lines just seem really low across the board. I'm, I'm going to have trouble going under on many of them yeah yeah i'm i'm with you on that um the the devin white if they put one out under might might be a move but <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. that's that's about it right so i i agree with you completely on this so here looking at it last week i was doing a bunch of team bets for a different show uh because my skill set's in demand these days and uh you know of all the games last week, I can only think of one that was actually under on the total. And that was uh, the Lions in Rams game. And that was almost there. We need another touchdown. That would have been past the 51.5. Most of these games have gone significantly over what Vegas thinks the total should be. So you're absolutely right. This is the playoffs. No one's just going to roll over and die. They're, they're going to keep fighting the entire game. There's going to be a lot of effort involved. It, yeah, you're right. I, I think this is the time of year we get more stats, not less stats. Yep, definitely agree. Beautiful. All right, uh, next one for me, um, and, and I am very interested to hear your opinion on this now that you know we've shed some light on the, the uh, Devin White shenanigans. So I'm going to take Levante David over 8.5 combined tackles, minus 125. Same reasoning uh, that, that I've got going for a couple of these other ones. There are some excellent rushing attacks in the playoffs playing this week. Detroit is one of them. They're the fifth overall uh, rushing attack in the league, averaging about 30 attempts per game. That's your floor. With any of these inside linebackers, if you're up against a team that runs the ball and runs the ball well, 
you can almost assuredly count on a good amount of easy run stopping tackles that you're automatically getting, and that's your floor. I love seeing stuff like that. I know Levante David is getting five or six combined tackles just from tackling David Montgomery or Gibbs you know, out of the backfield. And then he's just got to get a couple more tackles and we're good. So I, I love seeing stuff like that. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I loved Ernest Jones last week. Going to love Levante David this week. Um, Levante David is averaging 8.87 tackles per game. That is 12th best among all linebackers. Dude is such a legend, man. What is he, 32, 33? Maybe more, maybe older than that. Maybe 34. Dude is uh, has not lost a step. I mean, it, it, there, I, there's no reason for him not to come back next year. Like, when does Levante David hang it up? Are we going to see like a Clay's <laughs> Campbell situation, like 37, 38? You know, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I would love to see it, man. He, dude is awesome. Oh yeah, love Levante David. Yep, um, been great for many, many years. Yep. All right, I got one little juicy boy here. And emphasis on juicy because it's plus three twenty five. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Uh, this is Lucas Van Ness, Johnny. Over point two five sacks. Uh, you you were a little familiar last week with Lucas Van Ness. He had a, oh, sure. he had a nice game. Uh, but yeah. Van Ness quietly has four sacks in his last seven, and he played a season high fifty three percent of the defensive snaps in the wild card game against Green Bay. I'm sorry, against Dallas. So. Um, Interesting, huh? I mean, that you know, for that guy to get that many snaps, the most snaps of the season in the playoffs. I know it was a blowout and all that stuff, but but still, um, it was more than like the other the other rookies. You know, uh, Colby Wooden and I forget who Carl Brooks. I think you know. So I mean, he he dude stood out. The guy's been playing really well as of late. Um, I like some Van Ness, dude. And this again, plus three twenty five. Come on, that's that's about as high as I've seen a sack prop. Yeah, that, yeah, that is the highest I've ever heard of for a sack <laughs> prop. That's that's absolutely insane. I love it, and I think it comes down to game script. I think you know if this thing goes the way it should go on paper, and Vegas thinks it's going to go, and blah 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 blah, and the Niners just slowly kill them, dominate time and possession, run the ball, and choke the life out of them, then maybe this doesn't happen. But if Green Bay manages to give him another game this absolutely happens i, I yeah. think so it's you know it's a legit shot and i mean who knows i mean san fran could be a little rusty to start you know it is brock purdy i mean he he uh he's definitely i think blown away everyone's expectations and even i was like hesitant to to crown him but he's he's solid for what they got going on there i mean i don't think the, really you don't have you don't really need a quarterback that does a ton when you have that type of offense, but dude is definitely solid. I don't want to take anything away from him, but he still is inexperienced when it, when it comes to, to playoff football. And so, I mean, he could, he could make some mistakes and uh, Lucas Van Ness could be the guy uh, helping him make some of those mistakes. So that's, that's, that's my thought process there. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like it. And it's, you know, you don't risk anything. You don't win anything. So it's, exactly. Yeah. So load up on this thing, dump the 401k, <laughs> put it all on this guys. <sighs> love it. Love it. That, oh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, just a reminder, everyone. These are only suggestions. Please gamble within your means and set a limit for help with problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes. Thank you, Johnny. 
It is yeah, true. No. It, can get, it can get away from you and you can, and you can, you can lose and you're definitely going to lose. And it's very easy to tilt and try and throw more money to get your money back. And that's, uh, that's, that's a tough spot to be in folks. So you got to be smart when it comes to all this stuff, try try your best to be smart. And yeah, there's definitely help out there if you need it. So, um, yeah, yep. just be careful folks. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, We've we've talked about this offline when when COVID was going and the the collectible cards, uh, you know, the sports cards were back. Um, we saw people lose their life, not like die, but lose their livelihood, their their house, their wives get divorces because of that, because of cards. Yeah. Never mind, never mind this, which is there's, you know, <laughs> there's there's just so many traps out there for for you to fall into. And yeah, cards definitely like that. I remember I got into cards for a little bit there. You know, you couldn't find them in stores. Like you would go to Target or Walmart and there was never any cards. If you go to any of those places now, load it up full. <laughs> that tells you the card market is not great. If you did uh, kind of go all in on the card in the card game, you are uh, you're probably you're probably in trouble now. Same with like NFTs, Bitcoin, all that shit. You know, you just got to you got to try and be smart, folks. Don't be, don't be, don't be dumb. Don't be spending money you don't got. All right. This is not financial advice either. That's right. That's right. We're just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, really, this is a, a lot of it's just, we want you to like pay attention to some of these like IDP players, you know, it's just for another, another way to talk about these individual defensive players, guys. <laughs> that's all yeah. it is. That that's it, man. That's it. And it makes it makes even the most like boring, unwatchable game watchable. Like it does yes. what fantasy was supposed to do, which is make the Thursday night games interesting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? You got any other ones? You little, any bonus bets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could throw uh probably one bonus out there and, and just a mention. So this is not out yet, but if Brandon Stevens' uh, line does come out, I would absolutely take over on it, unless it's crazy, unless it's like you know seven, eight tackles or something. Uh, considering the Texans are the seventh overall passing attack and they're ninth in the league for wide receiver targets, so that's a great setup. Uh, hum Marlon Humphrey was declared out earlier today, so it is Stevens. That's your option. Um, but yep, bonus one will be uh, following the same theme as the others. Nick Bolton over nine and a half combined tackles, minus one fifteen. Uh, so he had ten last week against an exponentially less good team than he's playing this week in a far less competitive game than what we should see this week. Uh, the Bills, you know, went six and six, and it looked like their season was going to swirl the toilet. They fired their offensive coordinator, brought in I think it was Joe Brady, uh, and started running the crap out of the ball, and they have not stopped. Um, they went from an okay rushing attack uh, to one that has over 30 attempts per game and is averaging, I think it was 161 yards a game. Uh, that's absolutely insane. Uh, and it's the perfect floor for Nick Bolton to get that for combined tackles. I love it. I love it. That's going to be so much fun. What a game that's going to be, man. We got, yeah. so, we got so many lopsided games this past weekend. We deserve a weekend full of close ones. I think that that Lions... Uh, Rams game was like the only close one. It felt like maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe there's another close one, but they were all blowouts for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, I, I definitely have, uh, have had a much harder time trying to pick things out and, uh, you know, decide who's going to win looking at like team lines and stuff this week. Like, 
get no idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I haven't done much line betting, like team line betting for sure. It's just, I mean, it's it's up in the air this year, and it's up up for grabs. Uh, anyone can win it, I think. Yep, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We, oh yeah. We want, yep, want a league like that, but um, yeah, I think we got some good options there. Any uh, parting words or words of wisdom? No, we love we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. This is uh, it's always a lot of fun. Love getting to chop it up with you. Get inside that brain of yours, Johnny. You got a beautiful <laughs> mind. You really do. Uh, you too, buddy. It's always a good time. And uh, yeah, we, we do have some excellent guests coming the next couple episodes. Uh, we're, we're trying to get Mr. Bogman back. We got Mr. Varnes coming for the Super Bowl. So that's uh, right. It'll, I, things will be good. I, we, we actually may have promoted Varnes being on this one. Uh, we had to reschedule. So if you were expecting Varnes, apologies, but he will be back for the uh, the biggest game of the year. So until then. Until then, thank you everyone for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Good luck with your bets. Have a good one. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.